BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. Welcome to RealPod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick-Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Welcome back to Real Pod, everyone. I have been just wishing and hoping for this interview and to have this conversation for years now, truly, because I remember following the YouTube channel, Chloe Couture. I'm sure many of you remember it as well. Most people will say Chloe was their childhood. She had over 5 million subscribers. She was known for these really interesting videos like eating a full meal underwater, living upside down. Her whole channel had this really cool like fantasy fairy tale aesthetic and was just so entertaining and all the videos were just so, so well done. And then suddenly, after nine years on YouTube and five million subscribers, Chloe made the decision to step away from YouTube. As I watched her step away from her channel and really her Instagram content start to transform and it seemed like she started to enter a journey inwards and start having conversations that were really inspiring to me. I have always just wanted to sit down with her and ask her, why? What was a catalyst for such a change in her life when she on paper had everything that an American society would deem successful? Millions of followers, millions of dollars, 
access to anything she wanted in the L.A. industry, but she walked away from it all. So I was so incredibly grateful when Chloe and I were finally able to get in touch and she was willing to come on to RealPod and share her story for the first time. This is really a special one and I know you're going to love it. Before we get started on this episode, I just want to give a quick shout out. This shout out goes to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She left a five-star review, said, the best pod. Vic's podcast is truly the best out there. I listen every single week. And what she says on the show either resonates with me or teaches me something I didn't know before. She brings incredible guests on and her solo episodes make me feel like we're just hanging out together on the couch. Vic is honest, real, transparent, and open-minded. I love Real Pod and can't recommend it enough. Sarah, this makes my heart so happy, especially your comment about feeling like the solos are us together on the couch, because that is the vibe. That is what I'm trying to create. I hope you felt that way on my solo. That was a fun one to record, and I loved reading all of your messages about it. If you want to leave RealPod a review and rating, you just might get a shout out on next week's episode. So thank you all for your support. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Chloe Feldman. Chloe, welcome to Real Pod. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you on the show and just get to talk to you. I've been such a follower of your mm. videos back in the day and then now your new journey that you're on. And I think it's it is so human, like to feel like you're craving change and you're craving something different in your life. But then having the courage to actually do that is is a whole other thing. Mm. And few people actually ever like really listen to what their bodies are wanting or what their minds are craving and actually do it. And you've essentially kind of done the thing and took that leap of faith. And I can't wait to hear all about it. So hmm. thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I first found your videos back in the day when I was getting into vlogging in college. I started to watch more and then I found some of like, you know, what were like the OG, like iconic channels. And I would watch them and really just admire like the editing, the creativity. I mean, so much goes into it from like mm -hmm. that side of it. And and that's why I first found your videos. And I don't think I've ever heard the story of how you even began because mm -hmm. you were on for like nine or more years, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, nine years. I was 14 when I started and I had just moved to a new school and I didn't have any friends and I was really lonely. And I started watching YouTube videos and felt like the people that I was watching were my friends and I felt like this was something I could see myself doing. So yeah, I started and I just didn't stop. Like I fell in love with it. And even while I was juggling school and extracurriculars and everything, I just, I couldn't stop. Like I loved creating. I loved the, I think the fast turnaround with YouTube as well. Like you have an idea and you make it and then it's out and it's just like. You like that? I feel like that would make, that yeah. made me anxious. <laughs> no, I loved it. I, I think like later down the line when I started to work on longer projects, I just didn't have the patience because I was so used to just like having an idea and just making it. So it was truly like feels like the first love of my life was YouTube. And I was so willing to honestly like give up everything else in my life for my YouTube channel, for my videos, for my like creative journey. And if anything came in the way of that, I felt like it took priority. It got to a point where I didn't feel like I had many close friendships. I had never been in a romantic relationship. I felt like I didn't know who I was outside of this thing I had created and this character I had created. And so 
yeah, I just kind of had to let go of all of it and be in the abyss for a little mm-hmm. and figure out who I am without all the numbers, all the views, this machine, you know? When I think about a story like yours, and I'm 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 so drawn to it, I think almost whether like I, I don't know if it's not inner child or projecting, because I feel like projecting is usually people project it's negative. But for me, with you, your story, it's almost more of a seeking because I have these thoughts about I'm on my phone a lot or I can't even have dinner with my husband without thinking about how this is a content idea. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I should be able to just have it like a date with you and mm-hmm. not think about how this is a viral TikTok. So I'm very inspired by the journey you've took because I think it's one that a side of me has a lot of curiosity about because I, too, maybe not to the way that you were, but I'm feeling this imbalance in my life with content and social media being, you know, raised up higher than maybe I would like. So you're making these videos, you're 14, and then, you know, the years pass, 15, 16, 17, you're, you're becoming so successful, millions of subscribers, millions of views on videos. What was it like getting every brandle that you would want or collaboration with other creators or going to every event, right? That's the thing people usually want when they're, mm-hmm building their platform and management and a team and all of that. Yeah, I mean, it's so wild. The other day I I was just going through all my stuff because I got all my stuff for my storage unit. And I have this box of just so much makeup, like every brand in the world sending me makeup like NARS and Urban Decay and like just like the biggest brands. And when I first started my channel, that was like all I wanted. It was brands to send makeup to me. I thought that'd be so cool. Pay me in makeup. <laughs> yeah. And then here I am giving it all away to all my cousins. I'm just like, just take it all. Like, I don't want any of this stuff. And it got to a point where it got so overwhelming for me. I think the makeup and the brand deals and the events and all of it, like, I don't know if we just have to consistently go on these journeys where we like think we want these things and then achieve them and realize we don't actually want them. But that's what happened to me. I think I'm just kind of a quieter, softer person who likes a bit more simplicity. But I think a part of my soul really wanted to experience the flashing lights and all of it and having like fans come up to me all the time or doing meetups where I have 400 people and people are screaming my name and taking pictures and It was amazing, but it also was so overwhelming for my highly sensitive soul to be in those kind of environments. And I'm just such a different person now, but I'm also very glad and grateful that I got the opportunity to experience that. Mm -hmm. It's such a relatable point of wanting to achieve it for yourself to Mm -hmm. then realize like when you pull back the curtain of Oz, it's not like all it's chalked up to be. And Mm -hmm. I've had so many people on the show with similar, whether they were Olympians and they're like, I got to the Olympics, I won a medal. And then I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm still unhappy. I still struggle. And even though we've heard these stories and we hear like the lucky one by Taylor Swift, or I don't know if you've heard like mm-hmm. lucky by Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. That was my song. I wanted to be lucky. Dude, that reminds me of you. Just like that whole music video on that song. I was thinking Chloe must like bop to this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I was like seven, I watched that video and it imprinted in my mind of like, this is what I want to be when I'm older. And for some reason, it just stuck with me. It's probably the first like childhood memory I have 
where I remember like knowing what I want for myself. But isn't it ironic that in that same video, she's showing how she's so unhappy with she's so all sad. the things that we all want. <laughs> she's like in this beautiful mansion, glitz and glamour. Everyone's taking photos of her. Everyone's obsessed with her. And she is so sad. And the whole song is like about how sad she is. I know. And I think I like idealized that. This version of like the sad, successful starlet, you know, and it's almost in a weird way, like American success. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like becoming successful by society's terms and then feeling like empty inside, because no matter how much you achieve or how much you do, there's always more. Mm -hmm. This episode is sponsored by CeraVe. CeraVe is the number one dermatologist recommended acne brand and has a line of products developed specifically for acne prone skin to promote a clear complexion without dryness or flaking while helping maintain the skin's barrier with three essential ceramides. I just had a fantastic conversation with Dr. Evan Reeder, who was sharing all the important things to keep in mind when we think and talk about skin. And he was absolutely raving about CeraVe's amazing products. My personal favorite one is the AM Moisturizer. I have pretty dry skin, so I am always, always moisturizing. But the CeraVe AM Moisturizer has SPF mixed into the formula. Also, research shows that 64% of people feel less confident when having an acne crisis. And 42% of people feel acne is the only thing people see. And these impacts are felt by both teenagers and adults. So we can see the correlation here with mental health. In honor of Acne Awareness Month, CeraVe and Dr. Dr. Reader are raising awareness about how acne affects not only skin health, but mental health and wellness, too. You can visit CeraVe.com for more information on caring for acne-prone skin and to check out CeraVe's lineup of dermatologist-developed acne products, including cleansers, moisturizers, and serums. That's CeraVe.com, C-E-R-A-V-E.com. And throughout Acne Awareness Month, check out CeraVe's social at CeraVe to hear further insights from dermatologists like Dr. Reader on the importance of caring for your overall skin health. If you are like me and you want to be wearing cute shoes, but you also want arch support because maybe you're a flat feet person, but also maybe just arch support helps your feet feel a lot more comfortable. I mean, come on, who doesn't love arch support? You have to try Vionic. Vionic has the best curated styles to get you in the summer mood, no matter where this season takes you. And all of Vionic's shoes are made with Vionic's exclusive Viomotion technology, which is truly what sets them apart. They began by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to engineer shoes that leave you feeling energized and confident all day long. I have so many pairs of Vionics, it's hard to choose a favorite. I love the slippers because I think that's a sneaky place where we're walking without foot support all around our house or our apartment, and that can add up in time. And so the slippers are a game changer because I've never come across a slipper with built-in arch support until Vionic. So don't sleep on those. Vionic is offering a 30-day risk-free trial. So wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason. So really, there's no risk. Throughout the month, you can use the code REALPOD15, that's REALPOD15, all caps, no spaces, REALPOD15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com. That's V-I-O-N-I-C shoes.com. And you can use the code REALPOD15 at checkout for 15% off your order. And this is only available through the month of July. So don't walk, run. So when did you first start having thoughts of 
whoa. Like, I mean, you went from living for your YouTube channel, right, to then thinking, maybe I don't even want to make videos. Mm. What was that? How long were you having those conversations with yourself? Who were you talking to in your life about it? Mm. I think it was really when I hit 5 million subscribers. And that was like such a huge goal for me to the point where I I was uploading like twice a week on my main channel, almost every day on my vlog channel, posting every day on Instagram, like just a content machine to get to this goal. And it got to a point where I was like gaining 30,000 subscribers a day, just wild numbers. And then I got there and I felt so empty and I felt so like, okay, now what? Like I did this and it didn't make me feel that happy. There had been like some time before that where I took a break from YouTube and then I kind of came back. But after that break, every time I filmed, it literally felt like a piece of my soul was dying. Mm -hmm. And I talked about this a little bit in my goodbye YouTube video, but like I would feel so numb the entire time I was filming because I felt like I had to become this character that wasn't me anymore. And I would come home and I would take it all off, take off the makeup, take off the tiara because I'd wear tiaras and all of the flashy clothes and just like get in my comfortable clothes. I'd like go lay in the grass in the park and just be in quiet and stillness and like recharge my energy because it felt like so depleting every single time. And so I think, yeah, it just got to a point where it was like my soul cannot do this anymore. And I remember... I had just was offered like a $70,000 brand deal and I turned it down and my manager was like, okay, that's when, you know, she really like can't do this anymore. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't sell my soul. And I think towards the end, it kind of felt like I was selling my soul in a way. And I wonder too, the like internal back and forth you might've had when it's something that previously a version of you loved and enjoyed Mm -hmm. and then now you don't anymore I've had a similar identity issue in my life. You're like, wait, but that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, then who am I going to be if I don't have this thing? Yeah. You know, so I think like most of my content was inspired by my probably like preteen self. You know, I would turn into a mermaid or a fairy or I'd live in a mall or I'd like live in a mattress store and be jumping all over the mattresses. And and I, I had this conversation once with my sister where I'm like, why don't I love this? Like, I'm doing everything I ever dreamed of. And she was like, you're doing everything your eight-year-old self dreamed of. Like, you're not her anymore. You don't want these things. So I think I almost felt this obligation to my younger self because, like, I had the capability to do everything she ever wanted. So I felt like I had to give it to her. But then it got to a point where I felt like I was living for her and not for me now. Right. First of all, mic drop for the sister. Love when they come in with those <laughs> yeah. two songs. My, my older brother has had similar moments with mm-hmm. me. They just know us so well mm-hmm. and they can shoot us straight. Did you ever have moments where you were like really struggling in real life, whether it was mental health, body image issues, and then posting a video that like didn't at all allude to what you were going through? Mm-hmm. And then you felt like you were kind of keeping up like two versions of yourself. Yeah, definitely. It happened all the time. For the last few years that I was doing YouTube videos, I was struggling with a pretty bad binge eating disorder. And I would also film a lot of these videos where I had to be in my bikini, like summer videos. And I would always like binge before those videos and then restrict. And then I'd like look perfect in my bathing suit and people would love my body. And I would feel, yeah, like I was lying a little bit. And I think just being on camera all the time was so much pressure. I'm sure you can maybe relate to that. Mm -hmm. Like 
I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, but I also had a binge eating disorder. So mm-hmm. we're twinsies there. I actually, <sighs> I think when you did post a video about it, when you got to a good place and more comfortable, that was a super helpful video for me because people don't talk about binge eating disorders. Mm-hmm. I mean, eating disorders are stigmatized, but the idea of, oh, hey, my problem is I eat like a lot. People can sometimes praise restriction. Mm-hmm. There is a unique shame I felt with almost like this idea of gluttony. I'm like, I grew up being told that was a sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's also the kind of disorder that can be can be very much like hidden. I think you and I are both people who like have naturally more fit body types. And so like when I was even when I was eating a lot, I was also working out a lot. And so like no one would ever know that in my mind I was struggling so bad. Mm-hmm. But on the outside, I was fit. Right. But you have this extreme yo-yo happening internally. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have the severe restriction, then the binging. And it's like they're weirdly balancing each other mm-hmm. out from the naked eye. But inside, it's really taking a toll. And I, the thing about binge eating, and I talked about this on a solo episode recently, is the more you keep it to yourself, the secrecy and the shame mm-hmm. fuels the binge voice, at least mm-hmm. for me, when like I don't want people to know I'm eating or how much that I'm eating. I then am making it this big narrative in my mind. And so whenever I feel like I have the thoughts come back, I speak it. Like Mm -hmm. I tell Max or I tell my friend. And then it's almost like I imagine there's all this chaos and I'm like, and I'm blowing Mm -hmm. it all away Mm -hmm. because I'm speaking it and then it can't feed off of itself. I mean, I just had this like beautiful moment of celebration, imagining our past selves looking at you and I now talking openly about this like casually like I was at a point where like I I didn't tell a single person in my life and I wanted to just hide in this dark little hole and now we're just talking about it I know like, that's so cool <laughs> why when you said the old version of ourselves did I imagine me in my freshman do- freshman dorm room mm-hmm. like literally binging under my covers like there's no way <laughs> she didn't no she didn't like that's the version of myself that came to my mind <laughs> yeah I'm so proud of us yeah me too oh my gosh that, and that's so sweet it's like making me feel warm and fuzzy because mm-hmm. I feel like we're always on this path of growth and so mm-hmm. then we don't stop and realize like how much progress we have made already mm-hmm. in a healing journey yeah so what was the pivotal moment that led you to actually decide, I'm doing this? And did that come along with leaving management and mm-hmm. having to talk to teams? And like, I mean, what was that whole process that led up before maybe sitting down to film the Goodbye YouTube video? Yeah, I was. it's funny. I was just like recalling all of this the other day because I'm taking this course right now. And one of the like assignments of the course is we have to put out our entire life in core moments in sticky notes on the wall. That's a lot of sticky notes. <laughs> it's like hundreds of sticky notes. So I just like was looking at all of this and kind of reliving that moment. And I like remember the specific moment when I was sitting at a cafe with my manager, Jonathan. He was my YouTube manager, but also kind of the business manager. He would kind of manage all the employees and everything that were a part of my company. So yeah, I told him I can't do it anymore. And then he like oh, was such an angel and was the one who kind of took everything apart. And I was able to just like relax because it was at a point where like I felt so numb and so dead and so like just overwhelmed that I would not have been able to even handle doing that on my own. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of had to like surrender and just be like, please like help me with this, you know. Thank God for Jonathan. I yeah. mean, like, mm-hmm. usually you hear of this or that 
Elvis Presley movie that there's like an evil person running the mm. business and like wants to make money off of you and mm-hmm. keep you going. So I love that you had someone in your life who saw you as a human before they saw you as a moneymaker. That's so special. Just for people listening to like properly grasp, like I want them to understand because I think there's people in life who are thinking, oh, I can't walk away from my job or I can't mm-hmm. walk away from this relationship that doesn't serve me. You literally, so you had employees, you had millions and millions of subscribers, you had endless opportunity, you could go to any of like all of that. And you said, it doesn't serve me. I mean, that yeah. it's so powerful. Thank you. It, it really is. So, and, and then how did your mind think about what other people would think? I'm a people pleaser and I mm-hmm. care a lot. And you mentioned the views and the subscribers. So how did you go from caring so much about building the numbers up to then thinking, well, I might literally lose all those numbers? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. It just got to a point where I didn't have the capacity to like even think about that. I had to just like put myself first because I could feel myself just like shriveling and crumbling. And my like creative life force energy is my baby. Like it's everything to me. So that kind of comes first. And I guess I don't think I actually even realized how much it would hurt for people until I read all the comments of my goodbye YouTube video and like realized that so many people actually fully felt like I was their best friend or almost like they were in a relationship with me, like not romantic, but like through the comments, I could see that it felt like a breakup. People really felt like they were losing me as a big part of their life. And that was really hard. I don't think I actually knew that I meant that much to people. So it was beautiful in a way to see how much my content had like impacted people and made them feel like they had a safe place and a safe space for themselves. But that's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like it wasn't worth me feeling like my soul was dying. And I don't think any of them would want that for me. So yeah. And that's really a transformative realization that unfortunately a lot of people struggle to come to because it involves putting yourself first. Mm. And every message we've heard is about making sure other people are okay, or it's not about you. It's about the team or it's about your family or it's Mm -hmm. about your younger siblings. But we literally cannot help people or show up in the world and be able to create an impact if we have nothing to show up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt like I couldn't give my all anymore. And and if I can't give my all, I don't feel like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So you posted Goodbye YouTube, which I had watched at the time. And then I also rewatched Getting Ready for This. Mm-hmm. What were the immediate things you did, like the months following? Did you feel mm-hmm. free? Did you, did you feel like this weight off your back? Was it this gradual like coming off of almost not a drug, but something that you were used to doing all the time? And now you're like, weaning off yeah yeah Yeah, I mean it it did feel gradual in a way because like earlier it was like a year before I had taken a seven month break from YouTube before I had posted that video like I had a few videos like that were pre-filmed that were going up so like yeah I had like space to kind of slowly process it but I went to this like full moon ceremony and that was the moment that I realized that I needed to let YouTube go and felt like this you know whole processing for myself but that was that all happened before and then after I released that video I actually started to kind of like really put my focus into music and I went to Europe and I was like singing in all these open mics around Europe and Barcelona and 
and just like really putting myself out there. And then I, I also fell in love during that period. So there was just like so much inner exploration. Mm-hmm. But I literally, I put that video out February 2021. So like the month later, COVID happened. And yeah, I think the whole world was going through their own journeys too. Right. <laughs> so for Brightside, that was somewhat in harmony. Yeah. You mentioned this full moon moment. You mentioned the core memories, stickies. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear more about that because mm-hmm. in the age of being so connected, we're really disconnected mm-hmm. from reality. Yeah. Speaking of the sticky note activity, like I ended up kind of sectioning it in chapters of my life. And the one that had the most core moments was right after I quit YouTube. And then I like I called it my my awakening. So I definitely I had an actual moment where I felt like my spiritual awakening began. It was very intense. Like the way I explain it is when Bella becomes a vampire in Twilight and all of a sudden like she can see and smell and hear everything's like, mm-hmm. you know, her senses explode. And I had that happen to me where it was like, what is happening to me right now? I literally feel like awake. What were the things that led you there? And I'm personally curious because I recognize I'm not as spiritual or connected mm-hmm. as I want to be. And I'm trying to get connected, you know, with that side of myself. Yeah. Okay, so I've never spoken about this online, but because you asked and I feel like I feel ready and comfortable to talk about it, I I can, but my heart's definitely racing a little. It's okay, take your time. <laughs> I had like gone to this retreat. It was a meditation retreat and I had never even meditated before, but it was like a week of meditating for hours at a time, chanting, like being in group settings and During that retreat, I kept noticing like I was really afraid to find out what I was there for. And by the end of the retreat, I had like come out to myself as bisexual. And then like a week later, I ended up going to Vietnam and I had my first like sexual experience with a woman. And for some reason, like that whole thing just like unlocked, like it woke me up in a way Mm -hmm. because I finally had like reclaimed this part of myself that I had carried such deep shame around, like my sexuality. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it feels good to talk about it. I'm (laughs) I'm smiling so big for you. I literally love when people are themselves. Mm -hmm. Like that's why we're here to be 100% ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. And I'm so happy for you. And I hope you feel like the space to be accepted and celebrated by the people who love you. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've had that. But I... I think that's awesome, Chloe. Yeah, it was a huge thing to come out to myself. I feel like I didn't know how much of myself I was hiding. Yeah. And then, yeah, I slowly just came out to everyone around me. And I guess I never fully came out online. So this like feels like a big moment of maybe continuing to claim it. Because I think the fact that I noticed how much my heart was racing right now proves to me that there's probably a, still a big part of me that doesn't fully accept it or is nervous to put that into the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm so happy for you. And thanks for trusting this space. When you said, and I was afraid to find what I was there for. Mm. I think that is something that I know I feel, I know a lot of people feel is like, well, who will I be if I actually get real with myself? Mm. Like for me, I'm like, if I actually put my phone down or I don't call people when I'm like, what's going to come up for me? Did you read Untamed by Glennon Doyle? Mm -mm. Okay. Are you familiar with it? I think so. Okay. She talks about this idea of like being a cheetah and Mm -hmm. how 
there is this cheetah in this zoo that she's at and the cheetah doesn't know it's a cheetah mm-hmm. because it's been raised in a zoo and it's never actually lived a cheetah life. And she had this awakening of like, what if like, especially women, like we are all, she has this thing of like, we're goddamn cheetahs. And we're almost like in this zoo complex and mm-hmm. we have no idea what it's, what it means to be out in the wild, like a true cheetah. Mm-hmm. And she ended up also having a sexual awakening and leaving her husband and marrying Abby Wambach. I think, I, th- I think they're married, but they're together. Mm-hmm. And it's a really powerful story to recognize. I think especially as women, the weird ways we box ourselves in and maybe don't realize like what else we are seeking, but we feel an emptiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember. I think, did you talk about that on your podcast? One of the, I don't know. I've heard that story. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, we're so like, we don't know our potential. And I feel like something that I'm really waking up to within myself recently is like this idea that there's like just unlimited creative potential that exists within me. Like, the other day I was feeling really inspired by interior design and I was like, maybe I could do that or I I don't know. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I just want to be completely open to all different types of creative channels and then allowing those to take me wherever it takes me. The past few years I've been really focused on music and I still am very focused on music. It's still such like a core of my heart and my soul and I love songwriting and I hope to be able to put so much of my music into the world but I'm also like not just limited to that and I'm not limited to being a content creator and like I could be anything and everything Mm -hmm. and I want to be anything and everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my gosh I've been needing to hear this because I'm a put myself with a title a box Mm -hmm. a story and the fact that you're like yeah maybe I'll design maybe I'll do this just the way that society labels and then they group and then they they make it definitive. Mm-hmm. But we are such gray area type of beings. Mm-hmm. And when we try to limit ourselves, we actually are like adding an anchor to like what's possible for our potential. And yeah. I struggle with that a lot because I'm always, you know, when you're sending a bio of who you are, or when someone says, well, what do you do? And then mm-hmm. you have to how do I, you know, make this one thing or you grow up and your family always celebrates that you were super smart or that you were the YouTuber. And then, you know, you're trying to become a different identity. It's like Caterpillar to Butterfly mm-hmm. or Bella, human to vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're really capable of so much, especially as women. We're just like the channel for the metaphysical to become the physical, like from the divine. We literally channel humans through our portal through our womb so like we can channel anything yes we're gonna take a quick pause to talk about one of my favorite sponsors ag1 ag1 is a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health and i drink it literally every day i prefer it early in the morning first thing that goes into my stomach Max is the one who actually got me hooked on it. And now I think I am a bigger fan of him. I'll be the one who's like, did you take your AG1? And if not, I make them for both of us. My favorite thing about AG1 is that it is an all-in-one comprehensive nutrition supplement that replaces your multivitamins, probiotics, and more in just one simple drinkable habit. Y'all know that I love things easy, and that's why I love AG1. Not to mention, in every single scoop, 
you get over 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food superfood ingredients that are so good for your body. I don't like to be worried throughout the day about if I'm getting vegetables and greens. I'm not super consistent with grocery shopping. So having my AG1 in the morning just lets me make that mental check of I gave my body some of the most important nutrients that it needs. Not to mention, it just helps the flow, if you know what I mean. My body is always in a consistent rhythm and system when I'm taking my AG1. And even when I go on the road and I travel, which I do a lot, I bring my AG1 travel packs, which you can get five of for free, including a one-year supply of vitamin D when you go make your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash realpod. That's drinkag1.com slash realpod. I truly cannot say enough good things about Element. I pretty much don't go anywhere without a few packets of Element on me because when I am feeling fatigued, I am feeling like I'm low energy, which oftentimes can be a result of electrolyte deficiency. Because when you sweat, the primary electrolyte lost is sodium. Athletes especially can lose up to seven grams per day. And when sodium is not replaced, that's when it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. And Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to anyone, no matter what your special or needed dietary requirements are. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. And the raspberry flavor is my favorite. The raspberry element is the main character, in my humble opinion. Element is also used by everyone from NBA, NFL, and NHL players, Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs, to everyday users just like us. Right now, Element is offering RealPod listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. So that's eight single-serving packets for free with any Element order, which is an amazing way to try all of the eight flavors, including my curl raspberry. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash RealPod. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash RealPod. I'm kind of on a journey right now of not being in romantic relationship because I was in a few like back to back kind of quickly. And I'm really just like feeling like I want to be in relationship with God. Like when I was in my prime of YouTube, the way that I came up with my ideas, like they felt like they were just given to me from this magical place. And they would come at any time, like when I was on the treadmill or when I was it could be any time. And I just felt like I was gifted these ideas because God or spirit or whoever it was knew that like I would see it through mm -hmm. and I would like they put it in my hands for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so something I've really been trying to do recently is just like open myself up like here I am. I'm a channel. Use me to like send the messages through. I'm open. Yeah. You and know? you have to create that space mm -hmm. right to even like have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard this before, but it makes me think about there's this bird theory thing where you know how birds know where to migrate and they know where to fly mm -hmm. and they just know. And if you take a bird with no surrounding birds and it's in a cage and it has no way to see the outside, it will still move toward the corner of the mm -hmm. cage at the time of year that the other birds are. And I don't think scientists have been able to figure out, someone fact check me, but they mm -hmm. haven't been able to figure out like whether it's a magnetic pull mm -hmm. to the earth, to the birds that that send the message. But for me, what I take from it is like, we're also related to birds, animals in some way through evolution. So we have 
like when you have those gut feelings or mm -hmm. those intuitive thoughts, or when people just said, I just knew something in me, I knew. I believe we all have that voice, but we're not trained to listen to it because mm -hmm. we listen to, you know, what's on paper in the world of the job, the money, the career, the things to follow, the phone, that we don't create the space to open up to the world, to feel a tree, to smell a flower mm -hmm. and recon like to, to do grounding, walk without shoes on in the grass and like really connect to something we are connected to. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if a lot of the depression and the anxiety is because we are, it's that quote that Rain Wilson had shared, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And when we don't recognize that we are spiritual beings, a part of us that's living this very human life will always feel kind of dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you were saying earlier about not doing what we feel like we're supposed to be doing, like I have always just felt like I I have to do that. Like if I know something, there I can't avoid it. No matter how hard it is, no matter how many hearts it's going to break, like if I feel like, God, and I keep talking about God, but I don't, like, I also mean just spirit or the universe, mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, like, if I feel your guided, higher, your higher power, yeah, if I feel guided in a specific direction, and I know it as a truth in my soul, I have to do it. I feel like I signed that contract before I came here of like, I'm going to listen to this voice, no matter how hard it is. I just got chills. <laughs> I just got oh. chills. You feel like you signed that contract. Yeah. And But also, like, what is the fucking point of life if we're not going to, like, do that? If yeah. we're not going to listen to the things that we're feeling called to or we're not going to be fully ourselves, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, that's why, like, I, I also can't understand when people, like, are so affected by other people's life decisions. Like, I just want everyone to be themselves and to be happy because... Mm -hmm. That, that to me is inspiring. And that's how you change the world. Mm -hmm. Like you being yourself gives other people permission to be themselves and that changes the world. Mm -hmm. So how are you making sure, like you said, you want to be open. You're saying, you know, speak to me, speak through me. Are you having a certain routine? Are you intuitive with it? Mm -hmm. Are you journaling? And then also, I guess a follow-up question to that is how are you dealing with the human stress of, bills and work and what's my 20 year plan you know mm -hmm. like how do you balance those opposing voices yeah I have many practices in place to like keep myself grounded and keep myself in flow I I recently have started waking up and the first thing I do is journal it's called like hypnagogic writing I think that's how you say it mm -hmm. and you just like write everything like you don't think you just like pour it out you write like two to three pages right away in the morning and then typically I also meditate for an hour. I know that sounds intense and aggressive, but like I, it's did, like my- Did you build it up? No, actually I did this retreat. It was amazing. What's the retreat? I'm trying to go. <laughs> it was an online like virtual meditation retreat where you receive a blessing from a guru and you're like initiated into this practice and people who have never meditated before can effortlessly meditate for an hour. And I went in like skeptical. I was like, I don't know about this, like, guru, whatever, but I was able to meditate so easily and enjoy it. And, like, the whole practice of, like, what he preaches and what this meditation group preaches is, like, just enjoy. Like, just enjoy. There, there's not all this, like, tactic of you have to focus on your breath or you have to say this mantra over and over. It's just, like, just enjoy the experience. Let your thoughts go wherever they want. You can lay down if you want to. 
So I think like that kind of freedom in meditation is amazing. And I look forward to my meditation every day. And I don't do it every day anymore. But yeah, it feels like a privilege almost to be able to meditate for an hour. Like some people just don't have that kind of time. It is, Chloe. And I'm so glad you said that because honestly, seeking our like higher self and like like it is a privilege to Mm -hmm. even have the time to think about what we could be or to Mm -hmm. take the time and the space away. And that said, it's so important to recognize the privilege, but also it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it if you have the privilege just because other people can't do Mm -hmm. it. You know, I feel like I usually have this very pessimistic view towards myself when it comes to that of like, who was I talking to? Oh, I had an episode with my mom on my podcast and a woman said to me, my mom passed away a few years ago. And I love seeing your relationship with your mom because it, it, it just, it makes me so happy for you. Mm. And I thought, and I said this to her, I was like, oh, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't do Mm. content with my mom because I think about people who don't have moms. And she said, no, no one would think that like, we would be happy that you have something that like we would want or Mm. that we had. And to this point, I don't think if you have the privilege to do these things, you shouldn't Mm -hmm. because others don't. But instead, it's about recognizing that you are privileged to do Mm -hmm. it and then allowing yourself the permission to do it because good people would want everyone to be happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did I make that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I like I had this moment recently where like I'm really emotional and sensitive and I can cry like I can just like let it all out. And I was crying in this like man's arms he was holding me it's like this guy I was kind of talking to and like (laughs) he expressed later that he was like so grateful for that because it like later allowed him to unlock a piece of his emotions he hadn't been able to unlock for a while and like that's just like such truth of like continue to just do whatever feels right for you because for so many years I was shamed for my emotions called the crybaby whatever but it's like like my emotions, it might be triggering to some people and maybe for other people, it allows them to access the grief of their mom passing away from years ago that they were never able to feel. Like even my emotions through my songs, I've had people come up to me after I sing a song and tell me like they haven't been able to cry in years, but they were able to cry listening to my song because mm-hmm. I just like pour my emotion into everything I do. So yeah. It's just like a true testament to never stop being you because you never know who it's helping and who it's healing. And one of my favorite quotes from a mentor of mine is like, if that's who you are, be about it, like Mm -hmm. be about it. And it could be someone who's into fashion or they're into interior design. And it's like, just because some people might not vibe with it or they might not do it. If that's your thing, be about it. Mm -hmm. I know you had posted that, you know, your relationship to social media this year has been rocky. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you navigating that? And like, do you have plans for what you're thinking about your next work endeavor or are you just like waiting for it to come to you? Yeah, I constantly delete all the social media apps off my phone. Like Instagram's currently deleted off my phone. I'll re-download it and like test the waters and see where I am. But it feels like an addiction at the moment. And I I don't feel like I have self-control. Like I, I use Instagram specifically and occasionally TikTok, but TikTok's like way too dangerous. Like I use it to numb out my emotions and I don't want to give myself an easy place to numb because I'm here to feel it all. And I hate that it's that way because I see social media as such a beautiful tool as well. And I'd love to be able to share on it. But at the moment, I guess the like 
being a user of social media has been like extremely detrimental to my life. And if I continue down the path I was on, like will shave years off my life of like, this is like what I'm giving all my energy to. And I hate that. Like it makes me angry because this life is so precious and Mm -hmm. we're here to be like experiencing like true connection. And then Mm -hmm. we're just like literally frying our dopamine levels through Instagram and then like have nothing left to give or experience. And it's just, yeah, there's, I could go into it forever, but. (laughs) Chloe, I dad ass think about what my screen time will be in years on my deathbed. And it, it is a thought that is so repulsive to me because if I go at the rate that I'm going, I literally think when I'm 85, I don't know what the numbers is, but it'll be years of my life that, 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 that add up in hours, minutes to become days, to become weeks, months, years that I spent on a phone. There's an app that will tell you I downloaded it. Oh, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was like 22 years. I'm too afraid. Talk about the things that we don't want to like the (laughs) things we're afraid of. (laughs) Like, I think it said 22 years. Oh my God, just based on like YouTube videos. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know exactly what it's based on. And that might be wrong. But yeah, there's definitely year. Like, I feel like it would be years. At least we do have to cut ourselves somewhat of some slack because our phone and social media was work. So the same way that people's you know, they'll find out how many hours they years they spend at their job. Mm-hmm. That's similar for us. Yeah. But I think the part of me, I know I'm a very talkative. I love connecting with humans. One of my favorite things to do when you said you were gonna take your shoes off before the podcast. I love it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wish we could sit on the carpet mm-hmm. in crisscross applesauce because there's something about that stuff that's comforting and the mm-hmm. socializing. And I don't get a lot of that with my job. So it's not even like the years that will be computed to phone are even times I spent doing the thing that I love the most, mm-hmm. which is connecting to other humans. Mm-hmm. But this is work and this is what I love. Like, this is literally what I love to do. Your story and you being on this podcast, this is the epitome of why I even have this show. Mm-hmm. So thank you to you for coming on and, and mm-hmm. giving me this gift of this chance to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. I was like thinking on the car ride over here how exciting and amazing it is that I just to get get to like show up today and just tell my story and talk and like you have created this entire platform for me to just like be here and just enjoy it you know because I know how much work goes into all of that I mean I never had a podcast but yeah I know you've just built an entire business so I'm just grateful to be here and to be able to share my voice and to be received Thanks. That means so much. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like my routine is to end an interview like this and then be like, all right, check my text, check my emails. What's the Mm -hmm. next thing? And not actually bask in like the beauty of a moment and what is successful for us. Mm -hmm. Because our metric of success sometimes is the ones given by society. And it's not an amazing conversation. I think we all need to slow down and recognize the little things that are actually really big things. Yeah. Yeah. Success to me now looks like a life abundant with friends and family and love and good food and music and sunshine. And like if you had asked me four years ago, five years ago, what success looked like to me, it was just numbers and views. And I literally said these words like I would rather be successful than happy. Like those were words that came out of my mouth. Yeah. Talking to a business manager. Or a oh, to my sister. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so crazy. But it's like, I just, why would I give up my whole life for that? Mm-hmm. And, and I love that part of life too. Like I love being driven and ambitious and having ideas and bringing them to fruition. Like I want all of that too. But 
not any more than I want to be in love or to like put my feet in the grass like we were saying like mm-hmm. I want it all mm-hmm. and you're shifting to be process oriented like the pursuit of the creativity mm-hmm. is the success and not the final YouTube video mm-hmm. that goes up and gets a number count or mm-hmm. like likes like this is so inspiring for me first of all I feel like I want to just take off all my clothes and run through a field <laughs> secondly wow, I'm so glad that that's yeah. what my energy like makes you want yeah. to do no literally and then secondly I need I need to start doing these you know really taking the time to be mindful and mm. I think like recentering my thoughts because I'll have these conversations and be really fired up and I'm sure people listening are and then we get sucked back into the hamster wheel mm. and so I think like even before I started my work day, if I could remind myself, like I already have everything that I need, like I have everything that I need and anything else is just, you know, a cherry on top. Mm. Then you approach work and life with like such a different outlook because it doesn't feel like, you know, what we want is happiness Mm. and we get confused that more means happy, but more doesn't mean happy because I have the, you know, ability to be happy in this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you were saying earlier, too, like you wanted to just maybe take in this podcast instead of moving on to the next thing. Like when I got home last night after a really full day, I just like laid on my cozy rug by the fireplace and just like closed my eyes and just took it all in. Like I just kind of sat there and processed everything. And so like maybe try that after a podcast, just like close your eyes for a little and like process it because this life is so stimulating there's so much all the time and and I think almost to like help our nervous systems we feel like we have to like keep that up and just go into the next thing I need to and thinking about it I know when I do that I'll cry which is maybe why (laughs) my subconscious would be like don't do that yeah but I'm gonna do it that's my (laughs) promise to you and I hope everyone who listened is inspired to take those soft quiet moments for themselves And lastly, before we go, you have a new song. Please tell us about it. Yes, I have a new song. I released it a few months ago, so it's not that new, but it's called Beautiful Soul. And I actually wrote it for all of my subscribers. And it's just like a channeling of love. So, yeah, it's on Spotify. Just search Chloe Beautiful Soul. It's really good. I was listening to it and you have your pretty white top and you're on the beat. The whole vibe is amazing. So congrats on that. And yeah, everyone stream Beautiful Soul. (laughs) Chloe, thank you so much. This was like... I can't put words to this. This was so special. Mm. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks for trusting me and Real Pod community. And I'm rooting for you. Always have been, still will be. So thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Pod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of Real Pod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with Real Pod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.